Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. So, Don, do you think that I am skilled in oral vibrators and fingering techniques? Oral vibrators, yes. <laughs> well, I am about to become more skilled because we are going to talk about the book Squirms, Screams, and Squirts by Robert Rubel. Nice. And it is an entire <laughs> book of everything having to do with pleasuring a woman that does not involve a penis. Ooh, and there's plenty that can be done. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we will find out. And we will be uh, talking about that pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. you know what? Today we are going to start off by going right into the question of the day. Okay. Our question of the day was sent in from a listener, and they ask, how many, in your experience, how many kinds of slaves are there, and what are they? Hmm. So, uh, mm. (laughs) (laughs) I even pulled out my little book, so I'm like, ooh, types of slaves. Okay, well, I remember somebody talking about that in a book a long time ago. Mm -hmm. This is one of the first books that we ever bought. And what book would that be? This is a Training with Miss Abernathy, a workbook for erotic slaves and their owners by Christina Abernathy. Yes, and I remember um, we have lent a book like that out Mm -hmm. on occasion, and it's a difficult book to find nowadays, I understand. It it is. It usually comes with a um, workbook as well, but I heard that it was out of print for a while, and I don't know what its print status is now. But um, I know in the beginning, like one of the first questions that that Miss Abernathy asks is, um, what kind of slave are you? And she does this quiz, and then from the way that you answer these questions, you can find out what kind of slave you are so that you can match up with the right kind of dominant. And um, But I actually found it kind of limiting because she breaks it down into four kinds of slaves. Okay. And it is a body servant, which is kind of like a valet or something like that, um, a sex slave, <laughs> a housekeeper and an escort so and i just find that that's very limiting i think there's a lot more types of slaves than that well i i, I agree that wouldn't that is not the list that i would have come up with Mm-mm. and it's not the list that i wrote down so let's knock some of them out sex slave pretty straightforward mm-hmm. uh your service is of a sexual nature uh, and some people really do dig that. And some people yes. dig it from a kinky perspective. And some mm-hmm. people dig it from a, a deeper perspective where their desire is to serve you and your desires, your sexual desires. So yes. whether they have orgasms or not, or whether they're touched or pleasured is not really on their agenda. Their agenda is to bring you sexual desire. Right. So or yeah. pleasure, I should say. So Right. So it, what the master wants is what it's all about. Right. So nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You see a big old grin on my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, uh, our slave Jim is more of a service slave. Yes. She is trained to provide specific services. She serves us tea. She mm-hmm. takes care of our clothes when we go do contest. Um, right. I don't really see her fitting into any one of these four slots, though, from Miss Abernathy. Right. So to me, she's um, a combination 
of a bunch of different things, you know? So a a service slave, like I said, she's not really a housekeeper. Mm -hmm. She helps me with the house. She does some things in the house, but she's not a housekeeper. Mm -hmm. Um, She's not specifically an escort, though she is on your arm sometimes. And she does provide some, you know, things like that. Cute little critter that she is. She does make fine arm candy. Yes, absolutely. Um... Body servant, I mean, laying out your clothes and stuff, she would do that if you asked her to, but... I'm going to stick by my guns and say she's a service lady. Yes. I've trained her to provide specific service. Mm -hmm. It's not um, a sexual situation. Mm -hmm. It is not a um, situation where she's taking care of my finances or anything like that. She takes care of certain designated services. Now, as it happens, on a side note, she's also... She's also... um, Oh, I want to use the word friend, but that's not quite the word I mm-hmm. want out of that. A companion. She's a yes. good companion as well. Yes. So we have a, a sex slave, a service slave, um, an administrative slave is what mm-hmm. I would call another one. And I don't, I don't know what Abernathy's view of that one is, but somebody who takes care of the books. Somebody, who, uh, And this is one, one of your duties, among your other things, mm-hmm. is taking care of the calendar. Yes. Where you're going to be, when you're going to be. Contact my admin. Oh, you want me to come present at your do-do-do. Mm-hmm. Contact my administrative slave. Yes. She'll take care of that for me. Yes. So and so there's there's all kinds of, um, of slaves. I was going to throw in there, um, some people would call something like that a major domo as well. So kind of in charge of putting a lot of things together and... You know, so there's a lot of different names for it as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I think there's as many types of slaves as there is types of people. And like Jem, and sorry, we're talking about you, Jem. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice if you were here as well. So, you know, I can see you being a service slave to Dan and maybe something else to somebody else. So, you know, that's one of those things you have to, to look at yourself and see what turns you on and see what feeds you. Mm-hmm. So, because I know for me, I'm not one of those things and, and trying to put it into a box of, I am this or that never really worked for me. So I'm a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah. I would say, um, our, uh, good friend and, and been a podcast guest a few times, Mm -hmm. Amber 410, absolutely a service slave. She gets off on doing service for people yes that includes cleaning mm-hmm. and toting and carrying and mm-hmm. taking care of things like that and that's very much uh she finds great fulfillment in that mm-hmm. uh but like you said to another person she is uh quite happy to be a, their sex slave as yes. well so it's a matter of like maybe it's a matter of who you're serving what role you fulfill Absolutely. some people i think though are clearly just one type of slave to mm-hmm. no matter who it is I can see that. So just one thing turns them on and that's what they're looking for. So, you know, and this is one of those, one of the things I did like about the book is that it um, helps you try to figure out who you are. You know, if you are a sex slave and only a sex slave, but you try to cram yourself into the box of being a service slave because that's what everybody else is doing, you're not going to be happy. So it's, it's nice to know who you are as a person and what feeds you. So now, now for me, when it comes to you, I'm sex slave, admin slave, house slave, body slave. What, what would you like, sir? Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and I agree that uh, in our situation, you know, you are you do run the full gamut of that. And mm-hmm. sometimes I will use 
one aspect of that more than another, but I would say that you are an, a multi-purpose slave. Multi-purpose, yes. So that is the question of the day, and I'm sure that there are other kinds of slaves as well. Um, you will just have to determine for yourself what kind you are. Yes, and if you come up with something that we haven't covered or we've glossed over, again, feel free to contact us. What is the name of that book again, in case people are curious? This one is Training with Miss Abernathy, a workbook for erotic slaves and their owners. And I think I'm going to read it again, too, because this one can be used by an owner to help, you know, especially a new owner, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that needs a little help. And it can be used by them to help train their submissive or slave, or it can be used by someone that's not owned yet. So that they can help themselves become who they want to be. And that way, when they do find a dominant or a master, they have something to bring to the table. Well, there you go. So, awesome. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that is the uh, question of the day, which we're just doing this in a different order than we normally do it. (laughs) Because I told you I was feeling bored because I was doing everything in the same same pattern. So we're mixing it up. We're mixing it up. So, um... Normally we talk about what we've done recently, and we are continuing in a trend of non-kinky yeah, life. relaxation. Well, I don't know about non-kinky either. Well, <laughs> Events. No yes. events going on. No parties, <laughs> anything like that. So, no, no. We learned how to relax on the boat, and I think we are dragging it out as long as possible. <laughs> but that is soon going to change. Yes. Because on January 15th, for those of us in the Ohio area, is the National Leather Association is getting together with the Purple Rose Society of Central Ohio Mm -hmm. for a January party. And it's a very neat party, too. It is. This will be a, um, the January party is what they're calling it. Mm -hmm. But um, they do note that, and this is done completely without our input. It was such a surprise. These people are so awesome. Everyone that attends of their uh, uh, f- donation to get in the door, mm-hmm. a part of that is going to the Dan and Dawn Travel Fund. Yes. That's so you and me. That's you and me. So it's our travel defense fund. And that'll be a great opportunity. And, you, and a matter of fact, I did reach out to the, uh, one of the people who's organizing mm-hmm. this, and I said, how can we help? You know, maybe we can do a, the, the flirting class, a little 20-minute flirting class, something like that. That'll be fun. Um, That'll be great. So we're going and we will um, help out and see what we can do and go from there. Yeah, it'll be a great time. So that is taking place on January 15th Mm -hmm. in central Ohio. And the address is, um, well, that will be sent to registered attendees. But it'll be somewhat in the vicinity of Columbus, Ohio, is yes. what they tell me. Yes. So, and then the dress code is your favorite Brighten the Post holiday blahs fantasy gear. And that, <laughs> that, that's a party that's available to anybody that wants to go. You could mm-hmm. just search uh, FetLife for the term uh, January party in Ohio, or you could write us and we will tell you how to find it. Yay. So that's going to be a great time come January. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then we also have this thing on January 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to be an opportunity, if I understand it correctly, where people that have never seen us present yes. and aren't going to events mm-hmm. that we might be presenting at will be able to see us present something live. Tell right. Me, how does that work? Right. So this is our newest project, and it's on um, creativesexuality.org. So this is a webinar platform. So we'll be recording live. 
and there's a chat room available. So once you log in and you go, you find our, um, well, this one's going to be on sensual spanking. (laughs) So you find our class that's being offered. And when you click on it and go into the room, it'll be a webcam based with a chat room. So you'll be able to ask questions as we teach sensual spanking. So we'll be doing our sensual spanking. Central <laughs> spanking presentation yes, live, mm-hmm. and it'll be like watching it on TV. Exactly. Except you'll, you'll be watching it on your computer screen. Right. And you'll be able to interact with us. You mm-hmm. can say, hey, can you show me that technique again? Or what do you do in this situation? And we'll be able to respond immediately. Right. Well, that's so pretty I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So it's all set up. And like I said, it's at creativesexuality.org. And that's happening on January 25th? January 25th, yes. Fantastic. So that's that. So um, I'd say we got a reply from a listener about cosplay. We did. So that was um, one of the questions or one of the topics that we had a little while ago. Mm -hmm. So the cosplay, which is uh, the costume play, dressing up like superheroes and getting your freak on. Okay. (laughs) So and someone said um, they were just replying to it. They said that the kink side um, the part of their attraction was the live role-playing of the mental fantasies. So it frees you to try things you might not otherwise because you have your own personal hang-ups, but your alter ego might not. So, you know, I can dig that. If I mm-hmm. was to, um, like, I might be a gentle lover, and I might be too worried about hurting you if I came on real hard. and <laughs> Just real with me. This is possible. <laughs> I'm rolling with it. Okay. And, um, you know, um, so I've always wanted, you know, so I've always wanted to be really rough and just take you and do mm-hmm. you real hard. Mm-hmm. But I've always been, you know, maybe a little resistant to that for whatever reason. Right. Uh, my impression from what this guy's saying is that maybe I could like dress up as a caveman mm-hmm. and get into that caveman mentality mm. and then grab you by the hair and just pull you <laughs> over and bend you over and take you like a caveman would. Yes. That does it. <laughs> On the it other works hand, for me. <laughs> if that's my normal style, and I've always wanted to be more gentle and sweet, mm-hmm. I could dress up like somebody who is gentle and sweet. Who would that be? Oh, um, the Pink Panther. The <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. I was thinking more like uh, the guy from that TV show. You like Big Bang Theory? Oh. <laughs> I guess that would be nerdy more than it would that be That would sweet. be nerdy. Okay. <laughs> hey, so that have... can be hot, too. <laughs> if you would like me to do you nerdy, there's a variety of ways for you to get a hold of us. <laughs> there is. We have uh, email, Dan and Dawn, at eroticawakening.com. A uh, comment form on our webpage, eroticawakening.com. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, Erotic Awakening, one word. And good old voicemail, 206-309-0054. Fet Life, Erotic Awakening, two words. And on Twitter, we are Dan and Dawn, one big word. And we've mm-hmm. actually gotten a lot of feedback lately from people, uh, either private messages or... We have. Uh, to the comment form, a lot of ideas for upcoming episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the really nice ones, just just little quick messages saying, hey, found the podcast, listening to it, enjoying it, keep going. Yep, and it was kind of neat because we've also got an email from a Dan... Who's married to a Dawn? Yeah, that's good. They said, hey, great job. I know. I, I hope sometime we get to meet them because then we could have all four mics going and we can have Dan, Dan, Dawn, Dawn. And just confuse the fuck like out of everybody. It sounds like an echo. Dan, Dan, Dawn, Dawn. Ah. 
Uh, one of the questions that we've had that we don't have a good answer for is where do you find good scene music? Mm-hmm. And before somebody writes in and says Fry or that's a music store here in Ohio. Oh, okay. <laughs> or some other, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know what other options there are. So whenever we find good scene music, we find it by accident. Yeah. So it'd be nice to, you know, to find something that has... Uh, a, particular, a particular playlist or... Website yeah, or some ideas. A list of scene music. So that would be awesome because sometimes you want your own scene music. You know, a lot of us play in our houses and stuff. Right. And I, I click on Pandora and... You know, Pandora has commercials now, so I don't want a, a Walmart. <laughs> right, or that, that crazy Geico geek gecko exactly. trying to sell me insurance. While, while, while you're uh, trying to make me squirt. <laughs> exactly. Which we've had happen, apparently. Um, and it's really interesting. I mean, I know for myself, I'm not a big fan of Enya for scene music mm. unless it's... But it could be it, if it's that right scene, right? Right. Most of the time, uh, we tend towards more of a deep house. Mm-hmm. Um, tribal drumming. Tribal drumming, Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, no words. I, one of the main things that I like is the music with no words. Right. So, because I, I tend to fall into a space where I sing along, and that's just not hot. <laughs> <laughs> Karaoke and rope bondage, just not working. <laughs> so if you have any thoughts on where people could find good scene music, share them with us, and mm-hmm. we will share them with everybody. Excellent. And that brings us into, through just that little bit of bit, into our primary topic, which is um, having to do with sex. Yes. What a surprise. Yay. <laughs> the uh, particular topic coming up today, we uh, had the opportunity to speak with Robert Rubel, mm-hmm. who, um, boy, I tell you, when you're interviewing Robert Rubel, you've got so many directions you can go, so many things you can interview yes. about. I mean, one of our um, favorite Master Slave books is Robert Rubel's Master Slave Power Exchange mm-hmm. Relationships. Um, so, and, yeah, and I just saw him that, that creativesexuality.org that mm-hmm. we're getting ready to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he also does those. And I got to watch him on do a demo on what we interviewed him about. So that was very interesting as well. I don't know if he'll be doing another one of those soon. I haven't looked at his class list, but right. So he does things about sex and about power exchange relationships and he does the whole gamut mm-hmm. and uh as we happened to get a hold of him we decided we're going to talk to him about his book squirms screams and squirts <laughs> and uh, so the idea behind this book is it discusses the psychological preparations for sex a lot of uh specific oral and vibrators and fingering techniques mm-hmm. and um, it's a sex book that covers very naughty stuff Yes. That you can do to a woman without your penis, per se. I love the idea. Now, we've always been fans of non-penis sex. And I'm not yes. saying we don't use my penis on occasion in <laughs> sex. We, uh, my penis gets plenty of use. Yes. But from our sacred sexuality training, we've been, it's been brought to our attention. And we've learned that there's a lot of sex that can happen that does not involve my penis. Well, and we actually learned that the the um, sacred sexuality training actually just validated what we were already doing. I was telling someone today that, um, I mean, she asked me, when did you guys have sex? 
after you got into a relationship. And I'm like, well, you know, actually we started our MS relationship and we didn't have sex per se intercourse for the first 11 months. Mm -hmm. So we um, concentrated more on the power exchange. So the MS dynamic and building up trust. So we used all those other methods instead of the intercourse Mm -hmm. for the first 11 months and found out how fabulous it was. So to not have that goal of an orgasm, though you can still have orgasms with the oral and the fingers and everything else. (laughs) But, um, you know, it kind of shifts your focus when you're doing something that's not just about the penetration. Mm -hmm. So, and it's, it's, Wow, I almost used the word beautiful. (laughs) I like it. You know, it's very sensual and it's very um, erotic. And you you learn a person's body and how they react. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so penis and vagina can get boring. (laughs) (laughs) Now, as it happens, I'm I'm reading uh, the book that we talked to Bob about. Mm -hmm. And... um, it's it's really neat to see the the different techniques, but also all the that it's more than just about technique. That it's mm-hmm. about setting mood, setting the tone of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also really neat. Again, he talks about this how it's kind of weird for guys to talk about as if they don't have every technique in the world already nailed down. Um, I'm all about the learning. If you got something new. You know, I got no problem with saying, yeah, I've never done that. I want to try it. I want to see this thing. One of the things he talks about is massaging the cervix. Mm-hmm. And that was a new one to me. I always thought that women would find touching of the cervix to be weird. So I'm like, oh, bump the cervix. Get away from there. Find something else to play with. <laughs> um, and he's actually included a technique for cervix massaging. Nice. So that's kind of interesting. So little things like that, that you know, just having other people... Um, willing to share the various mm-hmm. things they've done, you know? Um, and, and it's just not a thing that us guys normally do is we sit around and say, oh, you know, it really works well with, you know, like I can't imagine um, letting all my secrets out like that. You right. know, I don't know. I, well, I, I can't see you guys, you know, I'm trying to picture this and, and, I, and I picture the guys having more of an issue with this. Um, but uh, I don't, Imagine a group of men sitting around together going, well, Bob, okay, well, let's not use Bob because that's Dr. Bob, but, you know, <laughs> well, Joe, I see your tallywhacker stopped working now that you've got a little bit of age on you, so how do you pleasure Margaret, you know? I don't see guys sitting around talking about that, and Dr. Right. Bob is doing that, you know? For some people, um, intercourse isn't an option at this point, you know, medically, physically, whatever. So how do you please a woman? You know, how are you taught these things? You know, how do you know about a G spot and an A spot and a do touch this and women like that? Well, besides Mm -hmm. asking women, but you know, (laughs) they may not even know all the stuff that can be done. Uh So, and that's, you know, and that's a good point. And, um, you know, and like I've, I've heard of the G spot before, mm-hmm. but I'd never heard of the A spot before. Mm-hmm. So it's just something that wasn't covered in my basic education. Exactly. Fortunately for us, Dr. Bob does cover the A spot and a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. So let's hear what he had to let's say. Let's hear what he has to say. So we're, we're, 
we're sitting here with uh, Dr. Robert Rubel, and we're, we're doing this in reverse a little bit because we've been talking about what we would like to interview you about, and there's so many great topics, but we've got started on talking about uh, your, your recently released workbook that goes with the, the book that you released a few years ago, and tell me again the name of the book. Okay. It's called Squirms, Screams, and Squirts, colon, Handbook for going from great sex to extraordinary sex. And I'll tell you a little about its origins. Uh, my second wife uh, was, uh, claimed that she could not have an orgasm and she'd never squirted. And uh, yes, she was on antidepressants, and yes, she had an alcohol problem. Um, but once she'd been drinking a couple of glasses of uh, liquor, this was the hottest woman I'd ever seen in my life, and it seemed to me she was having orgasms, but she never identified them as orgasms. So I decided to set out on a study of orgasms and how do you give a woman an orgasm. And I started reading uh, sex books and practicing on her, and um, we never really could get past the point where she was in initially, and uh, although she seemed to be pleased, I was not having screaming orgasms from her. And similarly, I would, uh, I'd studied female ejaculation, and there are, there's not a lot of material out there. There actually are some fabulous uh, Internet sites on, uh, on female ejaculation. And the book uh, on that uh, that came close, the book that was most helpful on that is called The Titteral Truth by a woman named uh, Ruth uh, uh, Kaikin, C-H-I-K-I-N. And uh, she is a, a physician who wrote all about uh, female genitalia and erogenous zones and uh, sexual excitement in women. And uh, what, I also what I learned from her was that uh, female ejaculate uh, comes from uh, something called the Skene's gland, S-K-E-N-E-S glands, because there's a lot of confusion out there about whether ejac female ejaculate comes from the urethra or from the uh, vaginal opening itself. And um, so it, it, the prevailing medical uh, opinion right now is that it's generated through the Skene's glands. However, not all women, ha women have Skene's glands that come to the surface of their skin. So you can be really, really, you can have a fabulous orgasm and not squirt, and that turns out to be just the luck of the draw. Well, so with my second wife, I would practice and practice, and I just could not get her to ejaculate. And we entered the swinging scene um, about 10 years into our marriage, and I found that as soon as I was with another woman, I didn't have any trouble getting screaming orgasms. I didn't have any trouble getting the women to squirt, Most, many, some of whom didn't believe they could squirt, had heard about it and didn't believe it, and had certainly never done so themselves. And then my first time with them at a swing club, they're gushing all over the place. And uh, that was very affirming for me and unfortunately indicated that actually uh, my second wife was right, that she was not having these kinds of orgasms. Uh, and it was up, evidently tied up with the uh, sexual suppression, the, uh, the erotic suppression uh, resulting from both her drinking and her antidepressants. But uh, in the process of learning to play with her, I gathered a whole lot of techniques, and I found that uh, there was no book out there that was just talking about foreplay. So what I then, uh, I then ramped up my research, 
bought every book that I could that I thought was going to be talking about fingering techniques or licking techniques or uh, uh, female ejaculation. I, I found that there were uh, that there were no books at all on fingering techniques. There's nobody out there that says where you're supposed to put your tongue and what you'll do with your fingers at the same time. There's no book that's out there that says, okay, once you're inside with uh, with your fingers, what are you doing in there? And then what options do you have? And what about one finger? What about four fingers? What about fisting? So that's what that book turned out to be. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and, and I have to admit, I would think it's pretty straightforward. You put a finger in, you go back and forth. Uh, but I, I get the impression you're you're implying that there's more to it. And, and Don's sitting here nodding. No, no, no. I like it. I like it when he wiggles. There's certain motions that he does that I like. <laughs> Well, let me let me talk to you about the anterior fornix, the A spot. All of you, you, everybody knows about the supposed G spot and the spongy tissue. The woman's on her back. You go in about a half an inch to an inch, and the tissue feels differently uh, on the uh, uh, on the uh, uh, on the upper side of her vaginal canal if she's on her back, and that's spongy tissue. Uh, not a problem. And then uh, if you've got a cervix not removed for cancer, then everybody, the guys know where the cervix is. Well, uh, some distance, somewhere between the end of the spongy tissue and the, and the bottom of the cervix, if you feel very carefully, you'll feel the tissue change its texture. Uh, and you'll go from the uh, smooth tissue to something else. You'll know you've hit it when her eyes pop open because she's not going to be able to suppress <laughs> The eyes popping open. Uh, that's the A spot. And the reason she can't suppress it is that um, uh, uh, its purpose uh, in the female anatomy is to be the button that causes lubrication when an upwardly curved penis hits the woman in missionary position. So it's designed to be hit with a penis. It's designed to trigger a woman's uh, lubrication. And when you hit it with your finger, you'll pop her eyes open. And that's just the way it is. And, uh, right. I, uh, I, and I've, I've, been, I've been with my uh, – we, we, we saw you at Great Lakes Leather Alliance. And I was there with my SM play partner, Jenny. And sometimes uh, uh, Jenny has said to me uh, – uh, I, I was doing this discussion at a conference lately, uh, Florida – uh, Houston fetish fleet, and she said, well, I've actually tried very hard not to have my eyes pop open when you do that, and I can't stop it. I said, yeah, I'm not surprised. So, that's well, I saw on your um, webinar thing on creative sexuality, I saw that you had like a hand puppet of a vagina that showed where this spot was. So, yes. that was really cool. It made it I, I could actually picture it in my head. He did. He had a puppet right. of a vagina. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, and I will give credit for that. That was made by uh, uh, Master Archer's slave and wife, Elegant. And uh, um, uh, she did a fabulous job, and it was a, a, a little bit bizarre when I asked for it, and but she made it, and it, I really appreciate it. Uh, and there's a history there. My first good flogger I bought from Archer. So we go back a ways. At any rate, let me also add that there's no book out that discusses that discusses how to play with a cervix, and I have a section in the book on cervix play. Yeah, I can understand that because I was still a little funky when I when it bounced up into the cervix. It's like, oh, I'm probably not supposed to hang out around here. 
Oh, you are. When you're done with the wait, when you're done with tonight's session, go play with it. Yeah, you can get it between a couple of your fingers and and milk it, and you can just uh, if your fingernails are well clipped, just flick up and down on the end of it. Oh yeah, uh, sure, absolutely. Done. Well. I've I've bought uh, one or two hundred full contacts and how to do. And, and, you know, uh, what this looks like and how to pause it. But you've come up with a, a workbook to go with uh, squirts and screens. Mm-hmm. And that's pre- recently you've just released that. Squirms, yeah, the workbook I released uh, I went online with Amazon about six weeks ago. And uh, in there, there, let me also explain this. You know, squirm screens and squirts. Um, we, are, we are swingers as I mentioned earlier, and every so often, and, and until I learned to screen the guys out, we, we would have a guy come over who simply wanted to uh, uh, play sexually to fuck uh, Slave Mindy. And that, we, that was really unsuccessful. And, the, and we wondered, why was that unsuccessful? And the answer to that, as I explained in the book, was that uh, sex doesn't start in the bedroom. Sex starts... Uh, sort of in the morning, and have you taken out? What have you done for me lately, buddy? Have you taken out the garbage? When's the last time? I do, are you keep keeping up your portion of keeping the house neat? Uh, are you picking up your own clothing? What does your closet look like? Now, what are you doing to uh, make the uh, the woman feel loved and appreciated? When's the last time, for example, that you uh, that? And I don't. I'm not picking on you, um, uh, Dan and Don, but. When's the last time uh, you turned to your partner and said, you know, I know how much you love shopping for shoes. How about if we take some time off on Saturday and I'll take you down to the mall and we'll have at it. But all of that goes into the woman being receptive to a transcendent sexual experience. Uh, and I go on in the book and I say the, the, uh, that a lot of what makes a sex session work concerns intentionality and whether your what your purpose is in being with a woman. Now, personally, uh, I did not grow up in the uh, age that you guys did, where sexual exploration was sort of normal, and guys and girls just sort of had sex as part of their socialization process. So I'm old enough to not have been part of that. Uh, I was already in college when the hippie movement was just starting. So when I have a woman that I'm playing with, I'm always astonished, uh, even to this day. Uh, I'm just I'm really surprised that a woman is going to put her body in my care to play with sexually, and, and I just find that enthralling. And so what I'm trying to do is to give her a sexual experience where when it's done, she, her, her, her only question to me is, when can I come back? And that's my purpose. And as a result, I've got, got a lot of women that come back, which is I find just astonishing. But um, the uh, so the the whole in, the the focus on intention, the focus on giving tremendous pleasure to the woman, then comes it's it's all it's it's the threefold rule in a lot of ways uh, that what you give comes back to you threefold. And I've always found that the most uh, um, uh, uh, un- unforgettable sexual experiences are those where I've really gone out of my way to uh, make sure that this is one very, 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 very happy lady. 
So how much of the workbook is actually about sex then? I mean, is it all just do this technique or is it a lot of, or is there some philosophy of romance behind it as well? That seems to be what you were talking about with the shoe shopping. Uh, yes. A lot, okay. Not only is a lot of it, not only is some of it about the psychology of, of, of getting to the place where the woman is interested in having this kind of intense sexual experience, which, by the way, in my world, lasts from two to three hours. Uh, my no. typical sex play is two to three hours long, uh, and of which maybe uh, you know, 20 minutes or so, or maybe a little bit more, is intercourse, interspersed uh, off and on throughout the play. But, what, but a lot of the problem in any relationship, and particularly where uh, an intense sexual experience is desired, concerns communication. And it concerns knowing what you even want and what you even like. So some of the workbook goes into uh, uh, questions of, you know, what do you need from sex? What do you want from sex? What's your ideal sex partner looks like? You know, uh, what can you do to, uh, to become more of what your partner is looking for? Do you even know what your partner is looking for? Can you even explain it? If so, try it right now. What do you think your partner is looking for? So that's the kind of workbook it is. Yes, when we get the sex techniques, there are, uh, there are some guides for, okay, uh, try combining this, this, and this. All right, now combine this, this, and this. All right, now you come up with some combinations that are different than I have in the book. Because every, every woman drives differently. Every man has a different idea of how to drive the woman. So you guys are going to have uh, ideas that didn't, haven't occurred to me because I'm not with your woman. So what do you think is going to work for her? Now, she now reads that section and says, well, was he right? Well, if he's not right, how would you like to guide him right now? So it's meant to be interactive. Oh, good. I like that. That's a valuable resource for um, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and that's a good point because a lot of the stuff that we've uh, covered in the past or studied in the past comes from one viewpoint or the other. It comes from uh, – recently we, we discussed a uh, – a particular book that came from the viewpoint of the your guy, how do you pleasure a woman? And of course, there's other books that, you know, as a woman, and it's the basic Cosmo sort of test, right? As a woman, how can I be more attractive to my man? You know, but it'd be nice that you could, hand, you know, work with it together and say, hey, look at this, do I try this tonight? Or how do you feel about this? Or interact with me, you know, through this. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I go I, in the main book. I go over lots and lots and lots of. There's a whole chapter on vibrators, both inside vibrators, outside vibrators, things that are sort of vibrators but not exactly. There's a whole chapter on uh, dildos, a whole chapter on fingering, a whole chapter on licking, and then how to use these things not only uh, isolated but together. But for example, on the um, uh, on the vibrator part. May I? Do you guys have a Hitachi magic wand? Uh, of course. <laughs> That's a yes. Yes. Have you ever inserted it entirely? No, we can't no. do that. <laughs> was that a yes or a no? Oh, that was a no. That was a wow. I hadn't even thought about that. Okay. Well, yeah, it'll go. It might go in a little easier if you haven't. Do you fit? Can you? I don't know if you want this on the podcast. Do you edit these podcasts? 
Uh, <laughs> trust me, it, it'll go on the podcast. Yes, I can well, put my entire fist on Smash if we're going with that. If you can, if you can fist Dawn, then you can absolutely put an entire, an entire magic wand inside her. And uh, I go in about uh, two or three in, two inches anyway past the main shaft uh, of the magic wand. So I got the head, the shaft, and another two inches in. Uh, if you want it, the first time you do that, you probably want a condom on it so that um, it's a little more slippery and you're not having to deal quite so much with the uh, right angle after you've, when you keep pushing it in and you've gone past the little vibrating shaft that's smaller than the head, you now have got to get the rest of the magic wand in her. Well, that's a right angle and it'll be a little smoother if you put a, um, the, a condom on it. However, my SM play partner uh, doesn't want that because she enjoys the pain of having me force this into her. Uh, but once you've got it in, it moves around um, uh, just unbelievably. You can uh, you know, push the handle down, which is going to put the vibrating part uh, up onto her, um, her A spot area specifically. You can pull it out a little bit, and it'll be on her uh, spongy tissue. You can push the handle uh, uh uh, up heading to the ceiling, and it's going to be vibrating right on her um, uh, 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 cervix. So it's extremely versatile. Another another discovery that I've made uh, uh, some time ago was that the sides, the left and right sides of a woman's vaginal canal are largely ignored. So there, not only is there a sex position that will hit from the side, but also when I'm playing with uh, vibrators, and I've explained all of this in the book, there's one in particular called a flexi-pleaser that, um, uh, where you can now just focus it on the left side of the vaginal wall, on the right side of the vaginal wall, and just mess around with the, uh, uh, with the cervix. So there's a lot of instruction in the book uh, on uh, some somewhat unusual ways of playing with these vibrators. Yeah, some ways we wouldn't even have thought of. So. Wow. I've got the Hitachi right by the bed. We may have to try something. <laughs> yeah, just l- l- lube up and insert same. There we go. <laughs> well, uh, if you don't mind, Dr. Bob, then let me ask you one more question. As you're going through all these trips, all these different ideas and tricks and tips and stuff that you've discovered, and you're putting it in the book, do you hold anything back? Do you have a secret that you held back just for you? Not purposefully. However, uh, particularly now that I've got uh, uh, my SM play partner in my life who does pain, uh, my slave doesn't do pain, but uh, Jenny does, and that's given me an, another group of uh, techniques that I'm uh, developing and I'm writing them down, and uh, they'll go in the second edition of Squirm Screams and Squirts. But no, I've never purposefully held anything back. Nice. I watched him slap pussy and hunting pussy, and I like. Oh, that's Jenny. <laughs> that okay? That's Jenny. You, that's Jenny. That's my SM play yeah. partner. My slave. If I were to hit my slave like that, she'd uh, run screaming from the room and she'd call red. Uh, Jenny is <laughs> being slut. Yes, that was no, fun Je- to watch. Yeah, you hit the after you get her warmed up a little bit, uh, some a lot of slapping, uh, pussy slapping, pussy flogging. If you then take your fist and hit her uh, uh, 
you've got to watch out for the for the pubic bone on that. So you've got to come down and hit low. So the bottom of your fingers would be sort of around her uh, anus, and the uh, and then you're hitting the most meaty part of her um, uh, outer pussy lips. Yeah, that uh, she'll squirt. Gush, she gushes absolutely everywhere. It's amazing. She throws. She she, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, she's guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 All of the above. Well, Dr. Bob, it's been a real pleasure talking to you today. Um, there's, as, as we run into each other, as I've been doing, as Don and I go around doing some presentations, you go around doing presentations, I will have to admit, I am a fanboy. <laughs> very much respect the work you've done. Very much uh, looking forward to running into you again at uh, wherever our paths may again meet. Where can people find out more about uh, Dr. Robert Rubel? My, uh, the, my website for event producers and education directors is uh, com. It's not a public site per se, but you'll see my presentations and you'll have access to the book titles which then link you straight into Amazon. I do not sell these books uh, personally. They all, you just get them off of Amazon. Okay. Great. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for uh, being on the show tonight, and uh, I will go. Um, I will go see how where that Hitachi can fit. Okay. Yeah. And uh, on Fet Life, I'm Doctor Dr. Underscore Bob. I would love anybody that wants to link to me. You're very welcome to. It's Dr. Underscore Bob on Fet Life. And thanks very much for the interview tonight. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye, bye, both of you. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Coming up next week, smoking fetishes. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Visit Adventures in Sexuality at adventuresinsexuality.org. And thank you for joining us on Erotic Awakening. Please help support our podcast by rating us on iTunes. This helps to let us know what you think about the podcast, as well as making it visible to others. Do you want to be part of the Erotic Awakening? (laughs) Want to share about your favorite kink, an event, podcast, or book? Toss us an email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Let's hear what you have to say. And live broadcast and chat room support is provided by Mystic Radio. Find out more about Mystic Radio at mysticradio.org. Erotic Awakening appreciates the support of Maui Kink, creators of distinctive and superior toys for the kink and BDSM community. Visit them at mauikink.com. Did you know you can buy an Erotic Awakening t-shirt or various selections from the Erotic Awakening audio library? We'll be adding more soon, too. Visit the shop and support page of the Erotic Awakening website. 100% of what comes in from the audio library sales goes to our title defense travel fund. And the dollar we make when you buy a coffee cup goes to printer cartridges for the podcast. Thank you for your support. Erotic Awakening is proud to support the Leather Heart Foundation, a nonprofit charitable organization dedicated to assisting those in need within the kink and leather community. Find out more at leatherheart.org. And music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided by the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information at music.podshow.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. <laughs>